Welcome to another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. You know who I am. I am Sophia Antoine, your certified life and relationship coach. But more importantly, I have the powerhouse Pastor C. I am so happy she is here. Y'all don't understand how it touches my soul that my sister is here with me because we go back. We go back and I got a chance to hug her and kiss her and love on her in person. And she gives the greatest hug. So I'm done talking about me, Pastor C. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are, what you do, and how they can connect with you. It's all yours. Hey, everybody. This is Cassandra Cassandra Elliott. Uh, Lord, uh, I'm so excited. (laughs) You're making me excited. Uh, I am a New Yorker that lives in North Carolina, and I am your no-excuse engineer, and I really help people live a life without excuses and regain passion for their purpose. I am a person that loves to push people into purpose. Uh, There are so many people walking around that don't know who they are, what they're called to do, which means they're on an endless journey with no destination. Mm. And uh, whenever I run into somebody like that, I do everything I can within my power um, to really be a catalyst in their life. I turned 50 this year. Yep, the big five zero. Yes. Uh, My personal jubilee and This is what I asked God for. I said, Lord, let me be an answer to somebody's prayer. I can help somebody um, as I am half a century old. (laughs) That sounds so serious. No, you're well seasoned because you are fine as wine. So y'all go look her up, first of all, because she is fine as wine. She has aged beautifully. And those um, pictures you took for your 50th, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then you had Mr. In- Listen, y'all, that photo shoot she did for her anniversary. I was like, look at them. They around here caught and like, they some teenagers. That yeah. was beautiful. Husband doesn't like to take pictures, but I said, you know, there, there comes a time in the moment that you have to celebrate. And my husband is such a man behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know what? 26 years of marriage, mm-hmm. um, it, we need to do something together. And he obliged me and I was so very, very grateful. I am a singer. I'm a songwriter. I am a recording artist. I am a pastor. I am a teacher. Um, I am just one. I just love people. Um, I am 13 years transplanted. I'm a kidney transplant patient. I am four years cancer free. And um, I just love to really um, encourage people um, that are dealing with any type of sickness um, that you know what you can make it through and you know it's not the end of your life um Mm -hmm. things come to make us stronger um but faith in god Mm -hmm. i am a woman of faith and i believe in healing and i've seen too many miracles um to not believe that god would do it for me and i'm so grateful that a young lady walked into a conference sat behind me i went to the altar and i came back And she said to me, God told me to give you a kidney. What's very interesting, what's interesting about that is because sometimes we tell God how we want to do it it to Mm. be done. Yes. I told God, I don't want to know my donor. I want to be someone who no longer needs the organ. Mm. But it was not God's will for that. Um, I believe it was a test of her faith. Okay. Because in the midst of it, sis, how about I got the call from the National Kidney? Um, oh, wow. Yeah. They called me in the middle of the night one night and said, hey, we got a kidney. You're number two in the nation in your region. Don't eat, don't drink. We'll call you at seven in the morning. So remember, I already had a kidney. Right. 
And I called my pastor. He said, well, take the kidney that they just called you about. Mm-hmm. And they called me the next day and said, you know what? We gave it to the number one person. So I really believe it was a matter of God being so unique in how he was detailed and getting the kidney to me. And this 25-year-old young lady, her faith to say yes to God. Yes. My God, my God. And what's so mm-hmm. unique about it is we were the same blood type. Mm. And our kidneys matched as if we were twins. Only God, God can yes. that specific. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and just hearing you say that, that in, encourages me because I'm going through a situation right now. And it's like something perfect, absolutely perfect came up today. And it was denied me. And then something else came up that was not so perfect. And while I was tempted... I said, no, because I know that God is crafting something that's for me, especially for me. While I I have to be honest, I did kind of get a little shaky. My faith did wane a little bit. Yeah. And it was like, my husband husband was like, this isn't you because you don't question because I'm the one that'll tell you, you got to trust God. God is working it out. And it was like, oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm, I just have to be still. And that's not easy for me when I'm, I'm the doer. I'm yeah. the go-getter. And now I have to be still. So I have to trust. Yeah. So, I, I just heard the Lord simply say, in the stillness is where you get clarity. Hmm. Sometime in the silence, in the stillness, instead of the movement, we get clarity there. And for you and I, sometimes it's hard to be still because... We are doers. Right. But I'm becoming more comfortable with being still and trusting God in the stillness because while you're moving, sometimes God can't get your attention. Exactly. Exactly. And and what I can say is what encourages me when I see you on Facebook every morning and even if I don't get a chance because, to listen because I'm at work already or something like that, it still makes my heart smile because I know you're there. You specifically, I know Pastor C is there. She's still going. I know, you know, um, the health issues she was having, or you said you weren't feeling well a particular day when we, you know, we connected for, you know, a minute or two um, when we get a chance as we're both entrepreneurs and you don't always get that opportunity to really connect, but you, it's all in love when we do get a chance to get into the inbox and say, hey, sis, how you doing? Oh, Pastor C's right there. It's, it's all right. She, she giving a word this one. And I see you, your animated movements. And my listeners, if you ever get a chance, follow her on Facebook because her early morning words, they will move you. I mean, and I can, I can tell you at one point, I had deliberately stopped listening to you because you would have me crying every morning. <laughs> I won't have no water left, Dylan. Oh, but you know, tear does dried up. Yeah. Um, you know, such an inspiration. You have to be called to be consistent. Mm. I believe that 2018 is a year of being consistent. Okay. Not falling off, not being distracted, not giving in to, here we go, other people's dysfunction. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Because it can take you off your mark, off your focus. Um, if you're giving into other people's dysfunction and 
And nowhere in anybody's life, ministry, business, relationships, right. is dysfunction okay? It's not okay. Exactly. Exactly. So then let me ask you, no excuse engineer, where did that moniker come from? Wow. I'm glad you asked me that. Um, 13 years of kidney dialysis, mm-hmm. I self-dialyzed every day, four times a day for 13 years, for 12 years. And what if one day I didn't want to do it? Oh, and, I had, yes. and I had an excuse. I wouldn't be here today. Absolutely. And so no excuses mean that you value your life to do what you have to do, not just to survive, right. but to thrive and be the best you can be. You, you can be. There are so many people that have so many excuses. No one, no one will help me. Uh, um, no one likes me. Um, I don't have enough money. Um, I'm not feeling well today. When you think about people, do I really need to go there? You think about the people that have no limbs. Mm, yes. Making it happen in the world. You think about the people that can't see making it happen in the world. People that don't have the resources that we have. Right. That have, they have no excuses because they value their lives. That's they want to be the best they can be and live in purpose on purpose. Absolutely. And that's what I do, sis. I teach people to live in purpose, on purpose, and with no excuses. Because guess what? No matter where you are, there's somebody else, somewhat, somebody worse off than you. So take your excuses and look at somebody else's life, and they'll be like, you know what? I have no reason to complain, no reason to stop, because if they're still pressing, so mm. can I. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when did you know you were called to teach, though? Oh Lord, I was. <laughs> Woo. Um, whoa. Even okay. became before you became the no excuse engineer. You were you felt that call on your life to teach. When well, I was I was ordained a deacon. Okay. And so deacons had to teach. Okay. And I've always been in music ministry, and so within music ministry, there's that teaching component. Not just teaching music, but teaching lifestyle, teaching about the music, teaching what the music means. And, and I'm a songwriter, too. So um, my experiences, I had to stand in front of people and talk. So okay. when you stand in people to talk, talking leads to teaching. Absolutely. That was, yeah, that, that, I have to use that. That, that was a good kind of <laughs> equation. <laughs> talking in front of people mm-hmm. leads to teaching. Yeah. That, okay. that, and I've been doing that since I was in elementary school. So I oh. think I've been a teacher all my life. I, I think so too. I mean, it's ingrained in you. And when I see you, it's always, even if it's not deliberate, it's there. So, and, and that's what I like because it's not like you're overpowering. It's natural. And it's, it's so comforting the way you teach. So I, I definitely love that about you. But then, you know, my platform is all about being courageous as, as a woman and stepping outside of yourself. Even, even today, it was, my post on Facebook was about comfort being an addiction. So when did, when, can you tell me one time you had to just go out of your comfort zone and really, really be courageous? Yeah. I, I, I just had a flashback. Yeah, I did. When I was um, just diagnosed with kidney failure, mm-hmm. I had to go to London, England oh, wow. to do a live recording. Yeah. 
I wrote a song for Hezekiah Walker back in the 90s. Mm. And I had to take all of my stuff with me on the plane. And I could not do dialysis on the plane. And I was, I was very fearful, but I knew that God had me. But this was the thing that happened. While on the plane, I, I, I had an a, a, a issue called bursitis in my arm. Mm, okay. I had to ride all the way to London with my arm in this position. And I cried the whole way because it was so painful. Mm. The Tylenol wasn't working. And so, you know, just to go out of the country on dialysis, mm. knowing that anything could happen, I had to be courageous to know that God had me and my husband and that he had covered us. And I'll never, ever forget that, that I really, you know, had to trust God. Um, people and knowing my situation or some people not really understanding it. Um, that was something that I'll never, ever forget as long as I live. And then, when you're in a foreign country, their electricity is different. And so how you warm the bags and some things were a little difficult, but we still, I was still courageous enough to say, God, you called me to this. Right. I got to go. I can't let this affliction or this handicap stop me from destiny or doing something that has been purposed for my life. And so I, I, really, had, I really had to come out of my comfort zone for that in another nation, in another place that was totally different than anything I had ever experienced before. Yeah. But I'm very, very grateful to God that I took the step and said yes to go. It was really, really, really good. That's amazing because, and you're right, because you have to, well, they, they don't always tell you when you're traveling, you need the conversion jacks for your um, electric cords. So that, that definitely was crazy because I don't, I don't know if I could have done it, but I wasn't in that predicament. So yes, definitely. So you, you speak about your husband being your support and for the young ladies listening, because we know even my age, my generation, things have changed so much in marriage and so much in relationships. What advice can you give a young lady right now about relationships? Because I, I just definitely feel that they're being done a disservice in regards to television, um, mm -hmm. social media, and everything that they're ingesting, because it seems like there is a war on marriage, traditional marriage, should I say? Yeah, there really, really is. Um, my husband and I have been together uh, 26 years. I got diagnosed with renal failure two years into our marriage. Wow. Um, God prepared him for me because his sister had a, a form of MS okay. and as a young brother, he would carry her and help her. And so God really specifically had us connected. Um, he even received the word that said, uh, for most of your marriage, you're going to be carrying her. Wow. And the preacher literally had him hold me up in church and said, you're going to be carrying her just like that. And it was metaphoric. But it really, really, it has been like that. Um, I would say to them, get to know them as your friend, okay. not as your mate. Mm. Build true relationship with them. Do not be enamored by what they give you if they can't give themselves to you. Right. 
gifts will fade away. But true relationship, true communication is what you need. Honesty and integrity. Mm. It's falling short these days. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Yes, ma'am. It's falling short. Your, their representatives are showing up. Mm-hmm. But when the rubber meets the road, the true person shows up mm-hmm. and you may not like what you see. And, and, I, and, and, and I'm, talk, I'm coming from a spiritual perspective because it's all I know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You, you really got to ask God. There is something in your knower that will let you know. Now, let me tell you this. Women have instinct. Yes. Do not ignore your instinct. Mm. When something don't feel right, it ain't right. Exactly. And even if you think it's a, a it's residue of your past, let me tell you something. Your, mm. your past experiences mm. will help you make some decisions. Yes, sure will. Won't they? Yes, yes, ma'am. Oh, I'm a, I can testify to that. Yes. Yes. And, and I got to be honest with you. The person that I wanted to marry was not the person I was meant to marry. Mm. My first fall in love person right. was not who I was meant to marry. And when I look back now, I'm so grateful to God that I didn't get what I wanted. I got yeah. what God wanted. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's the same for me. It was like, had I married that person, thank you, Lord, for saying no. <laughs> Just thank you for saying no. Don't I go there. Don't you go there. <laughs> we thank God for the things he's done, but we didn't thank God for the things that he did not allow. Come exactly. On. Exactly. Thank you, Lord, for not listening to me. Hello. Because <laughs> I prayed some, I know they say pray crazy prayers, but yeah, but I prayed some crazy stuff that I just really didn't need. So thank yeah. you, Lord, for saying no. Yeah. And, be, and because you have things in common, doesn't mean, mean you're meant to be married. So because he had a fast car and he had, he played the keyboard, he was not the one. Right. And I, I'm so grateful. Y'all, I, I can, I'm so grateful. The, my, my words are not as adequate, not adequately sharing how grateful right. I am. And you know what? Um, this is one thing I got to share. Um, in 9-11, you know, me and my husband were there. We saw the buildings fall. And, oh, wow. um, you know, it was a real rough time. And we were just like, God, we got to get out of this city. And we prayed a prayer together. Mm-hmm. You want to know, you want somebody that can pray. Yes. That knows the God you know and that you guys can agree um, on loving God or or be a, agree on the things that matter. And right. also, y'all listen, seriously though, sometimes you got to learn to submit in a way, here we go, even mm-hmm. if you're dating or your friendship, that you don't always have to have your way. Yes. Yes. Sometimes you just got to, you know, let things go. And, um, and as a wife, learning to be a wife, submission is respect. Not mm-hmm. someone lording over you. Exactly. And when you see certain things in your dating relationship, trust me, when you get married, they don't get better. They if don't that person, get better. Come on, come on. If that person has some bad habits, mm-hmm. has some issues that they're yeah. not willing to work out because they love you, then that means their love for you and their love for God is not great enough. And those exactly. habits will still be there. So, But yeah. you know what I find? I find that they think it's cute in the beginning. Like, oh, he chewed his mouth open. Oh, he just leave his clothes all over the place. 
get good into that marriage and you're going to be fussing about those same things you thought was cute. So be careful on what you tolerate because after a while, it's going to make you angry and it's going to cause contention. And then now you're fighting over what, uh, what you didn't tell him about in the beginning. It will. And you know what? In every relationship, there's a level of sacrifice. What are mm -hmm. you willing to do to make yourself uncomfortable for somebody else? If the person, now, now this is serious, y'all. If the person is very self-centered and not giving, and mm. you're a giving person, you got to be really, really careful. Absolutely. Because, you know, sacrifice is, comes from a place of true, genuine love or concern yeah. for, for another person. And if they're very selfish, I'm asking you, please don't marry anybody who's selfish. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I had to and, bring that up. I'm sorry. For no, no, that. don't be sorry. Listen, you have free reign. You are free to go anywhere you want. This is your platform this evening because it's important for it to be said because too often we are being sorry for not saying the things that were supposed to be said. And then when somebody finds out that you had that information before, well, why you didn't tell me? Well, you kind of weren't listening to nobody at this time because you were so in love. Exactly. So and even if I would have said it, would you really have listened? No, not really. Because sometimes you want what you want and then when you get what you want, it's too late. And then I believe in covenant. Mm -hmm. People jumping out of marriages and not willing to work on it. You no. know, you don't want to go to counseling. They don't want to go to counseling. So we just going to live together and be miserable. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That, is, that is not God's will for your life. He said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. When you find the right one, you obtain favor. Right. You find a good thing, you obtain favor. Yes. And so if you ain't got no favor in your life and you married to somebody, you might need to check who you're hanging out with. Exactly. Exactly. Seriously. And since you brought up hanging out with, let's talk about the girlfriends. Uh-oh. You the don't We can't move. Because oh. you, it's so easy because she been your friend since y'all were in diapers. But at the point when you get married, these young ladies aren't understanding that your friend takes a back seat or she got to get out of the car because hubby is number one now. And they're not doing that. They're, well, she's been with me all this long time and you just going to have to go. No. No, man. No, that's out of order. Yeah, that's out of order. Um, your, your fidelity is to each other. Your integrity, your love, your, your attention is to each other. Um, you all may have friends on the outside, but they must be on the circumference of your relationship. Right. And you two must make the relationship, um, each one, um, the main of everything you do. Um, and you know what? When you first get married, you two have to find time to know each other because dating, courting, and being engaged is not like being married. No, 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 no. Uh, it's like you turn into some different people and people like to say, oh, it's a piece of paper. No, it's so much more than that because my husband and I did things out of order. So even we left the house, we went to get married, we came home and I'm like, what is going on? Why does it feel like that? <laughs> it was different coming back home and yeah. we were just, we weren't gone that long, but it's like, <laughs> in Jesus' name, is, went on in this house. It was just a different feeling. It is. I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a feeling of not finality, but a feeling of 
reality Probably. that we are now together. Mm-hmm. We've made a decision and we didn't come together to get out. We right. could have stayed separate to get out whenever we wanted to. Exactly. But now that we've made this commitment and this covenant, it's serious. Mm-hmm. So now here we go. I got to deal with everything that comes along with it. Whether I like it or not, I said yes. Exactly. And it takes time to find the equilibrium, the, the place of settling. It's not going to happen in the first year. It's not going to happen in the second year. No, sure. So it's not going to happen in the third year. And let me tell you something. Five is a number of grace. And mm. in the fifth year, you would have learned some things. You'd have, you'd have seen some things. Yes. You'd have experienced some things. And by year five, if you're still together, I believe you can make it. Okay. Well, you... I'm, I'm very serious. I'm very serious. Woo. I'm thankful because it gets hard. And these this world isn't set up for you to endure hardship. It's it is such a microwave generation. Like, oh, if this not working, throw this person away. If this not working, throw this person away. And it's like it's you're perpetuating abandonment issues. You're perpetuating um just rejection issues and not only in the person you threw away because i believe you're the people throw other people away in fear wow they they don't want to get uh be hurt first so therefore they want to be the first to throw other people away not knowing you're hurting yourself because if you've been together any length of time you're connected yeah wow that that's serious you know but I'm going to say this, when you're married to the right person, mm-hmm. there were certain experiences that will always knit your hearts together. I'll never forget when we were first married, it was a, it was a, it was a rough money month. Right. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, oh, but. Plenty of times. So. <laughs> we, we were hungry that night mm. and we didn't have enough money to get what we wanted. Right. We went in the car. Look under the seats and between the seats to get enough money to go to the Chinese store to get a box of rice to share Mm. so that we could eat that night. Those are things that come with marriage, sacrifice. And guess what? We weren't embarrassed, but all we had was each other. Exactly. And you need somebody that no matter, that can tough it out with you. Mm -hmm. And don't, even if you got to look like something is going on, Behind the scenes, you can cover one another right? until things get better. Absolutely. I'll Absolutely. never forget that as long as I live. But that, and now that you tell it, you tell it with so much passion, and it's beautiful because not everybody's going to go through that with you. Yeah. Not everybody's going to endure. But when you find somebody that's willing, you better hold on to them. Yeah. Everything these days is so disposable. Right. And relationships are so disposable these days. You said microwavable, disposable. Mm. You know, I am not disposable. No. I've, I've said it over myself. I am not disposable. I am not for one use and then to be thrown away. Right, right. If you don't know your own value, you're mm. entering and exiting relationships where you're disposable to people because what? You have not declared your worth and declared who you are. And you don't only declare it, you live in it, you stand in it, you, yep. you literally have an aura of worth. Right. And they can and tell. Not, 
and you exactly and you're not usable for their needs mm. and don't get your needs met i just wanted to say that yep. say what you want to say sis you can say what you want to say i'm telling you it's all you that, all that, you. that disposable thing bothers me to the core of who i am when you get what you want out of me you no longer have need for me mm. and you know what uh oh here we go let's be honest we put ourselves in those positions absolutely Absolutely. No one can do to you what they do to you unless you allow it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to put a pin right there. Sheila, think about that right there. Yes. What has happened to you in your life with friendships and relationships that you did not like or that to this day you, you, you're so upset about it or whatever? You got to think about the source of it. I gave them access. Yeah. I let them in. Mm-hmm. I let them into my my back room into the corner of who I am. I exposed myself. Here we go. I disrobed myself. Yes. Why they did not expose themselves to me. Right. I exposed my weaknesses and I told them my truths and my, my life issues. And they stood and listened, but never ever shared with me. You got to be careful being so open. Right. Because most people don't know how to handle the things of your life. And everybody can't handle you. Just like a brand new baby. You don't give your brand new baby just to anybody. Mm. Don't give your life just to anybody either. No. And it, it just seems like, I guess in social media, they throw that, that word around, that friend. Oh, I friended her. She's my friend. She's my friend. And not everybody's your friend. There, there's levels to relationships. It's, it, you have to make people earn you. Talk about it. And it's... And no matter, I try to teach my daughter, teach my sons, everybody's not your friend. They may be an acquaintance, but even then be careful. Don't tell all your business to this one person because if you, and if you do only tell it to that one person, one thing to one person and wait to see when it comes back or who it comes back from, but they don't have that patience. Track your moves, track, right. track your releases. That's good. Mm-hmm. Right, because you never know. You just never know because these kids are experiencing so much betrayal at such an early age and it's making, they think it's making them become more cutthroat, more ruthless. And it's not that. It's just that you're giving yourself away to the wrong person. Like you said, too soon, too much too soon. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the other thing with relationships is you got to be careful not to let people drain you. Yes. Yeah. Take all of your energy. <laughs> take all your energy. And um, you got to be careful where you invest. Mm. Uh, because some people will only be drawn to your anointing. Talk about it. To your purpose. Mm. To your money. How about to your group of influence and affluence, but they don't really want you. No, 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 they sure don't. I'm learning that the hard way. Oh. And it's very, very painful um, Mm. because you gotta have an ear to be inclined to hear and discern things that people say to you. Yes. Like this, I know who you are to everybody else, but to me, you're just. Oh, see that word, that word. Yeah. Be careful with that. And and I will say this, and I think you can you can really really um, concur with this. What's in a person's heart 
will eventually come out of their mouth. Oh, yes. Okay. And, and when it does, it comes out so harsh because they don't value you to begin with. So it comes out so harsh and so nasty and it cuts you to the core. And to them, it, it was nothing. And the second part of that is sometimes it slips out and they don't even know it. And they God don't know listen, it. Listen, listen, stop talking. Sometimes when people are talking, stop talking and listen. Mm -hmm. The more they talk, the more of their heart they reveal. Exactly. Yes. Right. I, I've had that experience. I, and, and it hurt me because it was somebody who I was close to, someone yeah. that I looked up to. Yeah. Someone that said they were for me. And I was like, oh, okay. Thank you. I, I was just as nice and kind and cordial. Thank you. Uh -huh. I'll be going now. And that was it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it didn't take me a while to recover. Ooh, some life lessons. Right. You never have to take again. Never. Okay. I just want to make sure. I, I just <laughs> want to make sure. Some life lessons you will never have to take again. Never. I got it the first, first time. time. Okay. And I don't ever want to feel that pain again. No. Okay. No. I just want to make sure me and you, we right here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But um, <laughs> let's talk about fitness. And, oh, and <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> do we really want to talk about? I do. I do. Okay. What do we want to talk about? I'm, what do you do to, to stay fit, to stay healthy? How do you eat? Because I know well-seasoned women like yourself to keep you know yourself up you have to do certain things so what is your regimen so let me tell you what's going on with me now okay um, i just had i just had a, I had a recent scare oh no and yeah with my voice the thing that i use to give god glory i had a little scare went oh. to the doctor and they had to look down my throat to just make sure everything's okay there's nothing wrong with a little swelling so because i travel a lot i eat late at night mm -hmm. and then when you're married you have a an accomplice. <laughs> an enabler. An enabler. And they'd be like, you want to eat? You. And so, He's just taking care of his baby. You leave Mr. Long now. Okay, well, Mr. And I'm talking to you, Mr. You hear me, Mr. Listen. <laughs> I don't have, I, was, I suffered a little while ago with acid reflux. But okay. this time, it's silent acid reflux. Oh, no. Which means you don't even know that it's happening. Right. And it's swelling my vocal cords. And it is affecting how I speak, how I sing, how I teach, how I use my voice. And so now I'm in a regiment that I can't eat at a certain hour. Okay. So when I travel, I just have to let people know, I'm sorry, I can't eat. And if mm. I do eat, it's got to be something like salad, nothing acidic. Um, and I drink a lot of water for the kidney and just to be hydrated. Yes. But um, I, I move a lot. I make sure that I move. I walk. I drink a lot of water okay. um, and, and I try to eat the right foods, you know, every now and then we'll, we'll do fasting. Um, every now and then we'll do something with no meat and we'll okay. function, focus on no sugar. So mm -hmm. there's certain seasons of all of our lives that we should focus on a particular thing to ensure that our body is healthy. Remember, we only have one body and when that body no longer uh, functions, we no longer exist. Right. So while you're, while you're taking care of everybody else, don't forget to take about care of you because you matter too. 
Absolutely. So and that's that, what, that would be my fitness to you. Take oh, care of yourself while you're taking care of you running around with everybody else. Get, get on the treadmill and run around a block for yourself. <laughs> that and is while, And while I was on chemotherapy, um, every day I walked for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, they told me that would help, you know, with, with the breast cancer show. Um, I try to do that as much as I can. I'll take, I'll take steps instead of the elevator or I'll park far away to walk. Yes. I'm very intentional to make sure I get steps in and stuff like that. So that's important. So staying in movement, stay moving is something that I would say will keep you fit. Okay. Well, that's good then because, I mean, at least you do that. At least. Mm-hmm. At least you do that. So that's amazing because a lot of us, like you said, you're the no excuse engineer, but a lot of us come up with excuses not to do anything. And I'm just going to raise my little hand. Ooh. So help us all. all. I got to tell the truth about it. Some (laughs) days I just don't. And it's like, not because of anything, because I could find 30 minutes. I have it. I just don't because I'll fill it with something else. And I have an accomplice as well. (laughs) And no matter how I say, you don't see all this weight. He was like, what weight? Here, eat this. So (laughs) I said, well, if he said it, that's so cute. <laughs> he, I mean, since he will say he, he would, and he was like, "Well, you eating pop? You see, it's almost it's seven o'clock now." He went to pick up my daughter from school. Um, well, not my daughter, his child, because she that's a daddy's girl. But it's like, um, when you get home, you gonna eat some pasta. It is seven o'clock at night. Oh, it's okay, it. eat it. So, yes, sir, I'll eat the pasta. So. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm, I'm submitting. I'm submitting as Do you have any courses, anything coming up? What do you have going on that we can, that the audience can support you with? Oh, wow. Um, I released my book this year called You Don't Know the Cost of My Oil, A Testimony of Faith and Healing. Oh, and um, I'm so proud of it. It is a, it is a, it is a portion of my testimony. Okay. And, and when you first opened up the book, I talk about the day that my husband was on the way to the to the hospital and the, the nurse did something to the machine and it paralyzed me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Oh no. And I was laying on the table. She was calling me and smacking me and calling my name. And I began to float above my body. And I began to pray without my lips moving. I said, God, I don't want to die today, please. I don't want to die today. Please don't let my husband come to this hospital and find that I'm gone and we never got to say goodbye. Please, God. Oh, have mercy. And she went to the machine and slapped the machine and did something. And the next few seconds, I felt warmth coming from my feet all the way to the top of my head. But in the moment that I could not move my lips, I still was connected to God through my Mm. heart. And, And that's how I opened the book. I will never forget that moment as long as I live. Never oh, forget wow. it. You I'm just don't want it tonight. It's on Amazon. <laughs> it's on my. <laughs> <laughs> it is not yet on Amazon, but I do okay. have a link for it. The link is bit.ly forward slash Cassandra Elliott Book Launch. You can buy it. Yeah. Okay, I'll make sure to include that too. Oh my gosh, that's oh, I am touched because yeah. I was like, God, please, I, I've never prayed a desperate prayer before that day. 
Mm-hmm. My lips weren't moving, and I was staring straight at the ceiling, and I was watching myself lay on the table. Oh. I said, God, please, I don't want to die today. And he let me live, and I'm so grateful that he did. And I'm so grateful because I have you now, uh, and I'm so thankful for you. You don't understand. Listen, you don't understand. Since the day you came to Fort Lauderdale and we connected, it was, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you, I are have you are such a sweetheart. Oh, don't let word get out. Don't let word get out. I'm sorry. You're not a sweetheart. Just only to me. Only to you. That's it. So any parting words you want to leave the audience with? You've been so wonderful. I mean, your nuggets are amazing. I'm thankful for you. I I shouldn't even be gushing like this, but I am. I just, you just, I'm going to give you your flowers while you're here. I am thankful for you. You have blessed me immensely, whether you know it or not. Well, now you know. Just seeing you every single day, pressing, persevering, um, doing all the things you do, just, just being you, just sharing and being so genuine because like we shared, it's, you don't often get to come across a person that will just genuinely love you for you. And yes, we commiserated online prior to, right. but there's nothing like getting close to a person in the same vicinity and touching them and hugging them and holding them and feeling that embrace because people can hug you and it just will like, uh, but yeah. then somebody can hug you. Yeah. And, and they, they really embrace you and they, you know, if you were to fall, they will be there to catch oh. you. Even if, even if they're at a distance and it's with a prayer, they'll yeah. be there and you can ask anything of them. And that's what you are to me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That, that means so much to me because love has no distance. Right. When you really love somebody, even though you're not in their presence all the time, real love goes the distance and it doesn't matter how many miles you are love will always be the same um if i had any closing words or parting words to really encourage somebody i would say that in this year of 2018 it's the year of the new um it's the year of believing um that your purpose must be birthed in this year there is vision for you and while you're building somebody else's vision, don't forget about what it is you've been called to birth and the earth. This is a season of birthing. Yes, ma'am. Don't get into the labor room and decide that you don't want to push. Mm. And be very careful who's in the room with you. Yes. Everyone cannot see what you're birthing. But for those of you that have been in labor a long time and carrying a long time, Hmm. I just want to give you this word of encouragement. What you're carrying is beautiful. And when you see it, you're going to smile and say, it was worth the push. Well, y'all, I don't have nothing else to say. We're going to close on that. We are going to close on that. So I thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. Go pick up the book. Because I'm going to buy it right now. Thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you for letting me be your guest.